The Apostle Paul wrote, For we have such hope, we move with boldness. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We need a better theory of the soul. We need a better theory of the soul. That's a pretty strong statement, and it comes from the theorist Francis Fukuyama. Now, many of you may remember that name from an essay-turned-book that was written nearly 30 years ago entitled The End of History. In that essay, Fukuyama posed the question of whether we have reached the actualization of our goals as a nation-state during the Cold War, given that the USSR was breaking up and that the regimes under the old Iron Curtain were being transformed. In other words, he raised the question of whether or not the world is witnessing the triumph of the secular understanding of freedom, democracy, and human rights. He asked this as the Berlin Wall came tumbling down. Also foreshadowing President Bush's vision of a new world order. These thoughts were predicated on the notion that the world has perhaps reached the mountaintops of human evolution and the victory over communism, fascism, and the abrogation of human rights would be achieved. Yet since that time, since that promise of the mountaintop experience, the elevation of a new world order where freedom, national sovereignty, recognition of basic human rights, we know that they have not traveled down into the valleys of human history. For lo and behold, the reality of this week's Russian incursion into Ukraine suggests that the promise of worldly freedom is perhaps as elusive as it was just a few years ago. Many in the world attempt to fossilize transcendent values and experiences. You know, the experiences of truth, beauty, and goodness. The mountaintop experiences. Rather than allow those experiences to transform how we live and how we are being in the world. Christian life teaches us that we can't remain on the mountain. We must come down. Again, the world teaches us otherwise. Instagram and Facebook makes its bread and butter by curating mountaintop experiences and putting them on display for the world to see. The promise of personal transformation gives way to the idols of curating those wonderful experiences. Nation states do the same thing. We call for the myth of an imagined past, a glorious day. Whether it is the imagination of the greatness of 
quote-unquote Mother Russia? Or Americans looking back to a golden past? All of us, all of us have a problem when we ossify or fossilize experiences. This reveals human brokenness and our desire to freeze experiences so to medicate ourselves with feeling the good times rather than facing the fears or face the dangers of what we may come to behold in life. In today's Gospel, Peter attempts to fossilize the experience of witnessing Jesus along with the lawgiver Moses, the deliverer of old, and the prophet Elijah, the prophet who intervened in the midst of national crisis and disappeared mysteriously from the face of the earth. Peter wants to remain there. He wants to remain rather than experience, taking in the experience of that moment so that it travels with him. He wants to stay in place. He's stuck. Scripture says, you can take a look, he truly did not know what he was saying. Meaning, he doesn't understand what, he's, what, what the implications of what he's saying is about. He didn't understand that you can't codify or fossilize transcendent experiences. You know, Reading the Old Testament lesson today, I can't help but think that perhaps Moses, who experiences God firsthand, also desires to remain from that mountain and doesn't want to come down. I mean, would you blame Moses? If you read the book of Exodus, you know that he had this intimate time of spending time with God. He experiences great majesty and great glory. And then when he comes down the mountain, every time he talks to God, he comes down the mountain, he's still facing people with their constant complaints, with their constant bickering. Nothing is good enough. Trying to turn back the clock to the imagined past where they thought that the slavery in Egypt was better than the freedom that God was leading into. Yet, as Moses and Peter shows us, none of us are meant to remain on the mountain. God journeys with us down the path and the valleys of our lives when we encounter the realities of the world. Peter comes down that mountain eventually with Jesus. And Peter bears witness to Jesus meeting the needs of a loving parent. Jesus exercises the demon of control that gripped the life of a precious child. He meets the needs of a parent that seeks liberation. And that experience could not have happened if they remained stuck on that mountain. But it is that experience that traveled with them as they encountered the, val the deep valleys and depths of life. For Jesus, that mountaintop experience as we are traveling from the season after the Epiphany into Lent prepares him to face the reality of bitter rejection, utter humiliation, isolation, and physical torture with the promise that one day he will be resurrected. 
Just as Moses radiated the presence of God, despite drinking from the cup of suffering, Jesus faces everything relying on the will of God, relying on the strength of God. Because that mountaintop experience journeys with Jesus through the valley of the shadow of despair and death. So how do we bring the mountaintop experiences of faith into the everyday realities of life? I think Fukuyama is right. We need a better theory of the soul. And I think the Christian understanding of freedom and of experience undergirds this theory of the soul. Remember, Paul speaks of freedom in his epistle to the Corinthians. He writes, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us, everyone sitting here, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed daily and continuously into what God desires from us. Christian freedom is a commitment to breaking down and knocking down anything and everything that separates us from experiencing the love of God and having the love for oneself and one's neighbor. In this way, Christian freedom takes the experiences of the mountain and allows it to transform how we live in this world. Christian freedom is not about remaining on top of that mountain. Rather, it is a journey. It is a journey that is inspired from the mountaintop and lived in the wilderness, deserts, and valleys of this life. Whereas Fukuyama's mountaintop question about the end of history and the inauguration of a new world has certainly failed right before us, we as Christians continue to journey with God. And so onwards we move, bearing witness to the truth that we received on the mountaintops of our spiritual journey and carrying them into the valleys and depths of life when we face sickness isolation, fear, and desolation. Yes, as we journey into that Christian freedom, we move forward recognizing that we move through all these valleys, not alone, but with the life-giving presence of a God who came in the person of Jesus Christ, who traveled from that mountaintop into the depths of the world. So I invite you, my brothers and sisters, to examine what is your theory of the soul? Is your soul like Peter? You catch a glimpse of something marvelous and you just want to remain stuck there. Or are you willing to trust in God and travel into the valleys of the world bearing witness to God based on that vision of transformation? In other words, are you stuck in an Instagram fossilized version of life? Or are you willing to travel with Jesus, trusting him to be the Lord of your life, even in the darkest places? Are you stuck in the myth of an imagined past? 
Or are you trying to cement yourself on a mountaintop? Or are you willing to use your God-given freedom and journey with God? We have not achieved the end of history, nor have we arrived by any means. For our journey of faith continues with God and will achieve its end only when heaven and earth become one. I invite you to examine as we transition to Lent, what is making you stuck? Is it fear? Is it attachment to a myth? The myth of perfection? The myth that we can live some sort of idealized world? If you're willing to be unstuck, take the first step. Come down that mountain, trusting in God. Amen.